0: Somebody's going to go bridge
1: here. It's matter time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Governors Podcast, episode 93. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clausen and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing
0: today? Episode 92 got quite a bit of me. Yeah. Episode 93, I imagine I'll find my way back into my hole. Steve Brady's here to take over uh assistant head honcho duties from myself so uh i'll be going back into my hole you'll get your your normal three minutes of alex Clausen content this week if
2: anything i think everybody just needs no matter how much alex Clausen you have in your life you could always use more that's
0: debatable well the hell of a quote see welcome
1: back to the show
2: we missed you last week i'm back i was gone for a few more days than i expected to be you know sometimes when you're you're away things just don't go how you th- how you think they're going to go and you spend a few days do on the on a i don't know a, you know i'm an, I was like a nomad every day didn't know where i was going to be the next day got back like yesterday afternoon we we're recording this friday morning and i'm honestly pretty stoked to uh to be back into the swing of things looking forward to the episode
1: you picked a great time to come back i mean three straight losses all of them, well, last night's game was close. The last two against Tampa weren't too close.
2: Last night's game was close in a way, but we were still just always back behind. Some good moments, some not-so-good moments, and it's been a rough stretch for the Sox.
1: The AL East owns us. 0-8 in series against the AL East. We have to win the next three against the Yankees to take the series. Odds of that happening, pretty damn slim, right? Now. Pretty slim. I had said last game after the race series, I said I'd be happy with the split here. I'd be happy with a split. I'd be very happy with a split now.
2: Well, the Yankees are just such a wagon that that's all you can really hope for sometimes. I mean, I
1: said that in my post game video last night. If you're not following us on Instagram or Twitter. Go ahead. us with a follow Gombrich podcast. I said that in my post game video last night, I was like, the Yankees are an absolute wagon. They're tough to stop. And I'll be the first to admit it. They're on pace for the single season win record of all time, of all time, Steve,
2: you, you love like you, I'm not you as in you, but the generally you as in Red Sox fans love to just not do everything in their power to not give Yankee the Yankees credit for anything that they do but when it's like this whether it's the Yankees as a whole or Aaron Judge already at 30 home runs I think it's just hard not to be like yeah they're they're a good baseball team right now and it's not even just their offense their starting rotation is also pretty pretty disgusting so Like you said, before we uh, we started recording, four of our five starters are on the IL that started our year in the rotation, and that's that's a tough blow.
1: Very tough. Very, very tough. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, the injury bug has caught up to the Red Sox. And, yeah, we're missing a lot of guys right now. Missing, uh, Steve, as you mentioned. Michael Walker now goes to the IL. Missing Whitlock. We're missing Avaldi, And who's the last guy? Is
2: it Rich Hill on the IL? Oh, Rich Hill.
1: Rich Hill. Dick Mallon's out too. We're missing Chris Sale. We're missing James Paxton. And Tanner Houck is in the bullpen.
0: Hey, Steve. Yeah. We were talking about this in episode 92. What do you think happens? if rich hill were to die do you think he goes in the 60 day do i think everybody passes their finals
2: because that's what the rule is right if if somebody were to uh kick the bucket in in the middle of a final they all pass i think that's like something like that we would automatically win the world series if
0: rich hill died on the mound so does that mean the miami marlins were like the 2012 world series champs
2: i uh, know i said on the mound i said <laughs>
0: oh okay
2: Uh, And Gardner, you sound kind of like there's a plastic bag over your face, but I don't really know what we can do that about that at this point.
1: Hold
2: on on, folks. Keep talking. Yeah. I mean, it's just tough right now. You, you mentioned that we're still missing James Paxton. I think the entire world is missing Paxton. I think the only potential we could see him uh, pitch for this Red Sox team is if we start putting his face on the back of milk cartons, maybe we'll get some, uh, Some help calls about that, and then Chris Sale, as you mentioned, he he might be back soon. But would that help? Who's to say? Who's to say? Better that is that is astoundingly better.
1: Yeah, my mic wasn't plugged in.
2: All right, sick. That is not the first time that issue has plagued this podcast.
1: Low budget, low budget. I apologize for that, folks. Um. All right. Well, we're we're back to it. Uh. What were we talking
2: about? The rotation. I'm just saying Paxton is literally uh, hasn't been seen by anybody. I'm convinced in since we signed him, Sale could be back soon. But do you think that that would even is that going to help us?
1: I'm not completely convinced that Chris Sale is the answer. And yeah, I have no idea what's going on with James Paxton. Uh, I talked to Jared actually about that on Wednesday, and I said. Have you heard anything about Paxton? You know anything? Like, is he even throwing? He's like, I got no idea. I've heard nothing. He's heard nothing. If the tribal chief baseball has heard nothing, no one knows what is up with James Paxton.
2: We got to send out, I don't know, maybe put up a column in the newspaper. Have you seen this man?
1: I'm genuinely curious. Where is James Paxton?
2: genuinely curious borderline concerned like for, for do we well-being. put do
1: we put something on the neck like milk for the next week dude like as you were
2: struggling with your mic that's exactly what i just Did said you say that yeah we need his face on the back of a milk carton all right all of the milk carton
1: we're gonna get we're gonna get james paxton on every bottle of milk in boston because i don't know where this man is
2: have you seen this man he's missing
1: He's for sure miss.
2: I don't need, I'm not even like saying this as in we need him to start pitching. I hope he's okay.
1: Yeah, I agree. I just, I hope, hope he's no, okay. I have no idea where he is. No idea where he is. And here's the thing. We kind of realized at the beginning of the season that we're going to be without sale for a while. We're going to be without Paxton for a while, but now we're without, we're without six of those seven guys basically, and now you're relying on guys like Cutter Crawford, Josh Winkowski, Connor Siebold, and now Brian <laughs> Bayo, who first of all, I want to say this. We were not supposed to see Bayo this year. We were not supposed to see Bayo oh. this year.
2: I assume it was you who got old takes exposed on Twitter. Gardner. Yes,
1: that was me, who uh, about a month ago – or three weeks ago when we were playing Toronto, or maybe it was even sooner than that, someone was like, Oh, they're calling up Bayo, right? And I was like, No, they're going to call up Seabold. You watched, they called up Seabold.
2: So Your exact was, words were, I think, We won't see Bayo this year. I did exactly say that. <laughs> and we weren't supposed to see Bayo. As if a matter we, you said it matter of factly. It's like, No, we're not going to see him this year.
1: We weren't supposed to. We weren't supposed to. If half of these guys stayed healthy, the, the, The things that had to happen to get to Bayo in the rotation was was slim to none. And that's not a shot against him. That's not a shot against him. I'm just saying we were not supposed to see him this year. He's 23 years old. We just weren't supposed to see him this year. And another thing real quick about Bayo, if I see one more person comparing him to Pedro Martinez and after his first start being like, oh, my God, this guy ain't Pedro. He stinks. He stinks. He's not Pedro. He's not Pedro.
2: We've talked about it before on the show a lot. I know Clausen especially isn't a fan of it, but you, it, there's always somebody in the Red Sox organization that's like, this is the next Pedro. You wait for him. And most of the time we continue to wait for him. I don't know. Is Andrew is Espinosa still kicking around in the Padre system? Is he, is he ever pitched again?
1: Uh, I don't even know. Because he was like he, one of the
2: guys that was the next Pedro. He
1: was, he was the next Pedro at 18. He's only 24 now. We traded him six years ago for Drew Pomeranz. Let's see what this guy's doing.
2: Last I checked, he hadn't pitched.
1: He doesn't even have, like, a full baseball reference page. Yeah. Oh, wait. He's pitched for the Cubs this year. He has pitched one game in the majors.
2: Was he included in, like, the deal for Darvish or something? Or how did the the Cubs end up with Espinosa?
1: Um, Let's see.
2: Who else could it possibly have possibly been either way.
1: I think he just got there this year. Maybe he was in the um, oh, the San Diego Padres, July 30th, 2021, traded right handed pitcher Anderson Espinoza for Jake Marisnik. So that's the point we're at. Anderson Espinoza is getting traded for Jake
2: Marisnik. Yeah, it was you you, Darvish, actually, just like a free agency signing or something. Might have been, doesn't really matter. matter, doesn't really matter. But I'm all I'm saying is the point. If you like a prospect, a pitching prospect in the Red Sox organization, do not ever call him the next Pedro because that is a curse.
1: Just, I just could not believe the amount of people. Like One of our friends posted something, like this long rant. I don't know if you guys taught, but I swiped up and I was like, dude, th- this is a ridiculous take. A ridiculous take. Who was it? It was Dan. He went on oh, this yeah. whole rant. He was like, People were saying he's Pedro. He's not Pedro. He's not Pedro. I said, yeah, he's, he is not Pedro. He's not Pedro.
2: Yeah, you're correct. He's not Pedro. And Pedro right. wasn't even really Pedro right away.
1: Exactly. So. Exactly. And I hear all these people saying like, oh, well, Sale lost his first start. Buckles lost his first start. Uh, who else? Pedro lost his first start. This is a carbon copy of Josh Winkowski a month and a half ago. Josh Winkowski came out against the Baltimore Orioles and struggled in his first start, and he's been really good since. And in fact, yesterday was probably his worst start since then. But Bayo's going to get another shot. He's going to pitch again, I think on Monday. Well, well, maybe. actually, it's oh, pretty, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We
2: work. actually have no. I just looked at the MLB app, and the only person we have slated to go at any point in the future is. Is for tonight's game. So, who's
1: pitching tonight? Seabold? Yeah. Seabold. Everybody else,
2: I believe, is TBD.
1: Except for Sunday. Pavetta is pitching Sunday.
2: Uh, okay. Makes sense.
1: Saturday, I think, is either going to be Cutter Crawford or
2: Austin Davis again. Or I've seen reports Chris Sale could return as early as, or did you, what'd you say, Sunday or Monday? I said Saturday. What? I feel, well, okay. Jesus. But yeah, Chris Sale could return Monday, I guess. So Chris
1: Sale, Chris Sale, the big news of the week was his meltdown in the tunnel in Worcester. There were a lot of headlines about this.
2: Well, it's just like, it's not only what he did, it's who did it, you know. It's like Chris Sale, well-known crazy person, goes crazy. It's It's like crazy man goes crazy. That's the headline.
1: I mean, that's what happened. Yeah, That's what happened. He, I, You couldn't really tell that distinctly in the video what he was breaking, but I guess it was a TV. Yeah. But I guess that it was already broken, and that two weeks ago, Ryan Fitzgerald had gone down there and smashed it hmm. before. And people were like, oh, it's Chris Hill, it's Chris Hill, it's Chris Hill. Also,
2: it looked like he broke a lot of stuff, though.
1: He broke a lot of stuff. He paid for it. He replaced it and bought the entire Wu socks a six thousand dollar dinner
2: afterwards. Oh, did he? Yeah, I was seeing you know? I was seeing all these comments like comparing how Scherzer uh, did that right a few days or uh, like last week or something for the Mets organization. Then he bought them all AirPods. So like all the comments on like whatever posts on Instagram I saw the video, it was like so no AirPods for the Wu socks or <laughs>
1: <laughs> people are like pissed pissed about that. They're like, dude. Ryan Fitzgerald needs his AirPods Max.
2: Yeah, or he's—is that what the kind of AirPods that Scherzer bought?
1: I don't know. It's Probably.
2: True. I guess you know. When you have that one money, it really doesn't rich, matter.
1: So.
2: Yeah, crazy man goes crazy. Chris Sale could come back Monday. I don't have. I don't know. I don't really think anything it's going to change. Anything we might—it's not going to be any different than anybody else pitching.
1: Before we get into like kind of what we were expecting from him. We need that kind of energy back on on the Red Sox. We need someone who is going to go in fired and pissed off and come into the dugout and bring that X-Factor. You remember, I think it was game four of the 2018 World Series. We're down, losing. Eddie gave up that bomb to Yasiel Puig, spiked his glove. Who's (laughs) the guy in the dugout yelling at everybody, saying every swear in the entire world? David Ortiz. Wrong year. But he did do that too. Talking about Chris Sale, Talking <laughs> about Chris Sale. He's that guy. He's that guy. And the Red Sox, I don't want to say they're like kind of boring as a team, like personality-wise, but they don't have like that guy. Like when you would go down the line from teams of the past who win the World Series, 2018. You had Sale, and you had Joe Kelly, and you had guys like that. In 2013, like, half the team was like that. Napoli, Gomes, David Ross, Salty. You
2: even had Pedroia. Exactly. People constantly.
1: 07, you had Papelbon, you had Pedroia. 04, you had Millar, and you had – totally – like, Johnny Damon. You had a bunch of guys like that. Kurt Schilling, Pedro. You look at the team now.
0: Kurt, Sch- Kurt Schilling is kind of the wrong – type of personality you want on the
1: team yeah he you know he, he speaks his mind that's for sure
0: just my
2: ear what you're saying is we have no uh, real vocal leaders on this team you know people lead by example um, on this team but really the majority of this red sox team is what i would describe as maybe mild-mannered uh individuals and chris sale is a a, a psychopath and he is a vocal a vocal leader but does it is it really going to work still, do you think, if he is going out there and pitching 3.2 innings with five walks like he did in Worcester? Do you think it, like his vocal leadership is going to hit the same if he's trash? Mm-hmm. Or, or if I'm he starts expe- yelling I'm at ex- people I'm to not- like, get it together, are other people going to be like, well, you suck too?
1: I'm not expecting him... To have to step into a role where he's supposed to go out and toss seven to eight shutout innings every day. I think we're past that point in Chris Sale's career. And I think the team realizes that I, he's a different type of pitcher now. I know his fastball is up. It was up to 97, I think I saw in Worcester. But I'm not expecting him to go out and be the Chris Sale of old. We haven't seen that in four years, and he's been hurt. of the time since that.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm not expecting that, but I don't think that's going to change anything. In fact, I think that's only just going to fire him up more.
2: Yeah, I know. it's going to. Chris Sale is going to be fired up. That's a fact. I'm just saying I'm not convinced that, you know, I'm sure that the guys that were on the team in 2018 are going to be like, yeah, this is Chris Sale. Chris Sale deserves that kind of respect. But maybe some of these newer guys that haven't, haven't seen Chris Sale absolutely deal. Maybe they won't buy in as much to uh, his leadership if he if he isn't pitching well. Is, is my point. But with only time will tell.
1: We'll see. I'm I'm curious to see how that goes because you look at Alexander's like the quote unquote captain, but again, you don't see Xander really getting fiery. I don't even really know who you would say the fieriest guy on this team is.
2: Healthy right now
1: yeah like Verdugo like
2: yeah. I don't know like I yeah. said I think that's really a lot of mild-mannered guys I think there's been moments where you've seen like story fired up I guess but it's not on a consistent basis like Duran and... a
1: little bit I don't I don't I really don't know I don't know either I really don't know
2: you'd say I guess maybe Kike if he was healthy but like he's like we, we just said he's not you know no.
0: who's a locker room guy? What, Klausman? Awesome. You know who's a big locker room guy? Who?
2: Franchi. Franchi. I hear people do like Franchi. That's true, right?
1: I have, I have heard that as well.
2: People, people enjoy the franchise in the locker room, and he's playing pretty well.
0: I'd Except kill to see Franchi beat up a, a bullpen phone with a baseball bat, mm. fire the people up. Would pay. I'd pay good money for that. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, if he makes contact, there's a there's a good chance he completely misses the bullpen phone. But if he makes contact, that thing is going into orbit. Done for. Absolutely done for. Absolutely done for.
1: All right. So we run through these games real quick.
2: I mean, we should. Do I want I to talk want about to. the last three games? I don't know. Oh.
1: No, I don't. All right. Well. We only got three games to go over today since this is kind of like the second week of the or second episode of the week. So on Tuesday, the Red Sox lost eight to four to the Tampa Bay Rays. Nick Pavetta was on the bump against our old friend Jeffrey Springs. Don't know why he's having such a good year. But he is. And the Red Sox Pavetta had a really rough first inning. Rays were hitting him hard. And the Red Sox kind of came back, bottom of the first, Xander Bogarts, it's a home run, and then Story ties it up in the second. And then you're feeling okay, and Pavetta really settles down. He goes four straight shutout innings, and then the sixth inning, he just kind of lost it. I think the the Rays scored, like, the majority of their runs with two outs, and the Red Sox just could not claw back. I mean, another problem with this team, again, has just been hitting – with runners in scoring position. The Rays, five for 14. The Red Sox, two for 12. And that's a big difference.
2: This was Nick Pavetta's, definitely his worst outing in a long time. <clears throat> Not what you've come to expect from him. But, you know, I don't expect this to be Pavetta in his next start. You're playing a Rays team when the Rays, they're a good team.
1: I got a yes or no question for both of you. Yes. Did Nick Pavetta lose his chance to go to the all-star game? He was because never going team. anyway. I yeah, think there it, was an outside chance.
2: There was a chance. For sure that there was a chance. I would say he did, in fact, lose it. But I also agree with Clausen that I don't think he was
0: ever going to go. I never saw his name once on the ballot. Well, well, they don't vote pitchers. You don't, on, yeah,
2: both for pitchers. The, at the league does the pitching. The pitching. It's no fan voting. Oh, I don't know how this works.
0: Yeah,
1: well. well, they change it every year. It's I don't know. I talked about this last game or last episode, Steve. How I don't I don't like the All Star Game as like a gauge of like oh this guy's an All Star this year like he's having a great year. There have been like Rick Porcello,
2: Jake Arrieta. Yeah, we I think we had the same conversation we've, two episodes ago when I was here. Talked it's like, about or maybe it was when you yeah, yeah I think it, you were here. But yeah, it's the best season isn't always on the all-star game. You know right. that's why yeah. other other leagues, I guess the NFL, for example, does like you know the Pro Bowl after the season's over. But right. yeah, who cares? It does who, who cares? It doesn't
1: really matter. Devers it's, is most likely I think he's up like 58 to 42% on Jose Ramirez. Yeah,
2: he will probably start. It's pretty close honestly between who should start between those two. Probably the closest out of deservingness, not necessarily percentage-wise. And I would say it is uh I say I think Shohei otani should be an All-Star as a pitcher. However, he should not start at DH over Jordan, but it's neither here nor there I suppose. Just goes to show how silly the way the league does it is,
1: yeah, it's kind of a kind of a weird system. Kind of a weird system.
2: Fan voting who, for anything is just dumb.
1: Who else do we think will be all stars for this team? Just Xander Endeavors.
2: Xander should definitely be reserve. Xander uh,
1: should be starting, but
2: yeah, he he definitely should be. But for some reason, Bo Bichette has Canada, well, he has an entire country behind him, so. And then Tim Anderson has had a good season, but Bogarts has objectively been a little bit better. And then otherwise, maybe I mean, Waka hasn't pitched enough. What do you say, JBJ? Me?
1: No, maybe no, definitely not JBJ.
2: <laughs> was like, maybe
1: what? maybe JD.
2: Maybe JD, but his numbers don't really stand out. They're not, they're not exciting enough. You
1: know, are we worried
2: like about that? JD?
1: Yeah
2: feel like my stance has been the same the entire season he's pretty he's he hits pretty okay now
1: he's hitting over 300 i mean he's had a bad month he had a bad month of june yep his average dipped in like two three weeks from we had that 360 debate a couple weeks ago to now he's down to like three. yeah it's like 310 ish
2: with eight home runs right
1: yes yes so it's been a minute. The Red Sox still kind of like lacking home runs from some of their big guns. Like Devers keeps bringing it, and Story's been bringing it pretty consistently this past week. He had a couple more, but
2: Story's power's say. been good. I, I will yeah. agree.
1: He'll he'll probably hit twenty eight to thirty,
2: which is kind of all you can really ask from yeah. Trevor Story.
1: But I mean, JD's on pace for like fifteen point five home runs right now. Something, Sanders on pace.
2: Yeah. So you can. For like,
1: I think Xander's like 13 and a half to 14.
2: Something uh, interesting that I was, I just noticed while perusing stats this morning was Trevor Story is at a 101 strikeouts on the season. That is, let's see, quick math, 24 more than the second highest total on the team. Do you guys know who that second? Highest strikeout total belongs to? Joey Gallo? No, on the team. On the team.
0: Oh. oh, Verdugo? Bob? Nope.
2: nope. 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 You guys wouldn't guess it? I don't think. It's Jim. JD. It's JD. Really? Yeah. JD was always, you know, didn't really strike out. Didn't chase his chase rates pretty high these days. He's at 77. stories at 101, like I just said. Bogarts is at 68. And then he got Bob and the rest is just like you know, whatever. But
1: well, Bob's like strikeouts per not, or like strikeout per, at bat, or strikeout per walk ratio is probably up there with him. He's just not getting as many reps.
2: Yeah, as he as he shouldn't.
1: <clears throat> so anyway, yeah, game one, I was out there. The weather was really crappy, especially towards the end of the game. It was dumping buckets, so I was able. I went up to State Street. There was nobody up there, so I, I got this like nice view, first row. I was super wet, nice. but big, yeah, big time. And the Red Sox get two hits to start the ninth inning. They're down four runs. Duran gets a hit, Ref gets a hit, and you're like, all right, we got Xander coming up, and we got JD coming up. We could make something happen here. Both those guys strike strike out, and I think – I don't have the exact stat on hand, but I saw something from Red Sox stats that – players I think like we'll say minimum 50 at bats or something like that who have the worst average or like conversion rate of driving runners in when they're on base and the bottom two guys this year are Xander and JD and they've they have struggled they both came up and they both struck out
2: not what you would expect from those two names but it's been a weird season it it's it's been it's been an odd season. It it's definitely like the been, upside down. Everything's yeah. backwards. Yep. Except for Matthew still breaks. Matthew That's true.
1: confirmed. Still very good. So yeah, then Vasquez comes up, works a full count, gets nailed in the head, which was Bonk. was scary. I, I'll be honest. The where where I was sitting, I thought that ball just went behind him. Didn't actually see that it hit him. And then the next day, I saw the replay, and I was like, oh, that that caught him square in the head. Then story comes up, bases loaded. I knew he was going to be swinging for the fences. He was, and he popped one up right to the shortstop, and that was that. That was that. Tough game. Tough game. The other big moment from this game, Andy Diaz got a pitch up and in from Nick Pavetta.
2: Aha, yes. He
1: was, he was not happy about that. And he tried to fight Pavetta. Benches, like, didn't clear. The Rays, bench came, the Rays' bench came out a little bit. But I think after that moment, Yandy Diaz got on base, like, five
2: straight times throughout the course of the series. Other teams, Blue Jays and the Rays, both both got kind of mad at – what was Pavetta for the Blue Jays game, right? where they cleared out on him? Is that what happened? Uh, I can't remember, actually. Well, either way. Two two moments in the past like two two ish weeks where the other team's bench was not happy with the Red Sox.
1: Oh, actually, you want to talk about fiery guys? Nick Pavetta's up there as well. Yeah, he, he brings it.
2: He's a killer. He
1: definitely brings it. Clawson, you got anything?
0: Uh, speaking of fiery guys, JP Crawford throwing haymakers like two weeks ago. Yes, we never talked about that.
1: We never talked about who. Well, that was the Angels Mariners fight. Yeah, Jesse, Jesse that was Zinker. The, yeah, give the double double middle finger to the fans
2: crazy crazy great. stuff that
1: was great uh so yeah red sox dropped game one or game two sorry and now game three is a must win and you're oh and seven against all teams this year and you're coming in and cory kluber's pitching he's kind of having like a
2: resurgence year he's been solid again this year Corey kluber he's one of those guys good every other year
1: He he could have been our number two last year. He could have been. Didn't he suck last year? He was awful last year.
2: Yeah, good every other year.
1: I I had made that take in like episode five. I was like, we gotta sign Corey Kluber.
2: (laughs) Yeah, anyway. The the big
1: storyline, the big big storyline of this one, obviously. Bayo's debut. Again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say again, we were not supposed to see Bayo this year, but there was hype at the ballpark. Hype at the ballpark, Fenway security kicking people out left and right by the bullpen. Cannot be standing in the walkway, boys. You cannot be standing in the walkway there. Uh, I tried to get some good shots. I kept getting, I kept getting pushed out.
2: But it's not something interesting, actually. What's that? Well, Gardner, I feel like you are should patent that classic, you know, bullpen angle right next to the. Uh, so the away bullpen that you've gotten those those nice videos, those nice reels from I might
1: try to get another one today of Nestor.
2: Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good angle. I saw another Instagram post by a different Red Sox podcast. I kind of I think they they want to capture the magic through that angle.
1: Really? You want to yeah. drop that in the chat because we will for sure not be promoting
2: that. <laughs> pretty oh. pretty reminiscent.
1: Hold on, real quick. There's uh something that came out oh
2: oh okay from the away bullpen or i don't know it wasn't that great of an angle so it might have been the home bullpen oh i don't yep. think they they no, didn't it
1: that angle that angle that they got was not as good as mine you know what i'm talking about right? i i am looking at the video right now yeah looking at the video right now not as good as mine i was front row i could have kissed adam wainwright if i wanted to i was that close <laughs> i bet you did but you
2: have you held yourself back
1: uh, real quick, this just popped up on my phone. There was something in the new CBA that came out that Rob Manfred was allowed uh, is allowed to appoint one all-star per team this year.
2: If they don't have one? Is that what the thing has been?
1: No, just like he's allowed to appoint one person in each league to the all-star team if he wants to. Because they're able to do this in the NBA too. But the thinking was – he could appoint like a legend Pujols. to the team. So yeah. just announced Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera will be playing in the All Star game this year.
2: Is Mickey confirmed retiring? Is that something no, that's happening?
1: I think he's got two or three more years on his contract. So I don't think he's retiring. I think so. Wait, play, but, but
2: what's why? Why did he do I that? Know.
1: I don't know. Two of the greats.
2: Yeah, but I feel like it was random. Because he's M- going to have to do it again now. when Miggy re- actually is retiring.
1: I don't know. Maybe he is, but I feel like that's the obvious choice in the AL. Well,
2: what I, I feel like, you know, who cares if Pujols is like an extra, an extra roster spot? Who cares if the NL is one more roster spot and it's Albert Pujols? Like I said, the yeah. All Star game doesn't matter.
1: NBA did that a couple of years ago with Dirk and Dwayne Wade. They just like threw him in there.
2: Yeah, Kobe was an All Star. Um, his last yeah, season,
1: Jeter was an All Star starter. Mm-hmm. His final year, it was
2: Yeah, yeah for some reason. Yeah.
1: Whatever. So Wednesday. Right. That's the next game. Yeah. So Wednesday, Brian Bayo, Ryan Bayo day. Um, yeah. So I, I hung out with Jared for a good part of the day and we were, I know I haven't talked about this on the episode yet. So we were out to lunch and we're sitting there. It was, I don't know, like one o'clock and someone taps him on the back and I look, I'm like, holy shit, it's Michael Walker. He's just like in the restaurant too. So we're he was talking to Jared. I like it. Him Where'd you guys go?
0: Where'd you guys go? T.
1: We went to mm, I don't know if I want to give a free ad.
0: The uh the house. No. This the place is house? really, really good. It's very close to
1: Fenway. What? The grass shack? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. We'll say Did the grass say?
2: shack. Grass that's a good
1: way to put it. Yeah. The grass shack. Went to the grass shack. Very good food. Very good food. And you know what, Steve? When I saw Walker, you know what I immediately started doing? I started singing. I was singing like, the song. No, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Can you imagine what would have what he what he would have said if I just like started singing it?
2: He probably would have been like, "Ha ha ha! I gotta go." And then weird, he was like with his girlfriend or wife or whatever. Yeah. I was like, like it was weird."
1: <laughs> so anyway, Jared asked him. He's like, "How's your arm feeling?" He like kind of shakes it out. He's like, oh. Feeling feeling better. That was that was his words. Feeling better. That a direct quote. That was a direct quote.
2: Michael Walker. Feeling better. Walker.
1: Feeling better. Put that on Twitter. I felt like I felt like Chris Cattillo. Like,
2: <laughs> Breaking Waka, news. Feeling Michael better. Michael Walker. Feeling better. <laughs> the most vague thing you could possibly say, like feeling better, it Gosh, does not shit. mean feeling good. It does not mean no. feeling good. It no. Does not mean feeling ready. Yeah, so
1: I was like, oh, shit, Walk is ready to go on Friday. Not ready to go. He's, in fact, on the IL now.
2: So much for feeling better.
1: Not feeling better. But, yeah, a quick thank you to Jared again for the seats on Wednesday. Jared's absolute man. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows that he's the man.
2: Crazy how anybody could have beef with him or his podcast just crazy
1: so anyways sat yeah it was up in the rocket box and the game was just it was it was miserable the game itself was was miserable nothing going i'm trying to remember i think jd doubled or something to score the only red sox run
2: must have a cold
1: i I said that to him i said jd sniffly he's sniffly but yeah that was that was about it. I mean, there was not a lot of action.
2: Well, hold on. Do you think when JD goes to the doctor and the doctor's like, mm-hmm. uh, you how you feeling, JD? He's like, not great. It's like, what are your symptoms? He's like, I just had a double. And then doctor's He's, like, ah, oh. feeling sniffly, huh? Do
1: you think he prescribes him like certain medicines based on like how he did? He's like, Oh, you only had a double? Like maybe just take some over the counter stuff.
2: Yeah, get some but it's like, oh, no you got a spray.
1: Three home run game. We're gonna to have to get you into surgery, like stat. <sighs> Wouldn't you want uh, it the other way around? No, because the more sniffly he is, the better game he's having.
2: Well, no, it it's, it's, the, it's the faster he moves, I feel like on the base path. You know, it's it's doubles and triples because if you hit a home run, okay, you could walk. You could walk. So JD
1: off. JD hits a couple triples in a game,
2: and then he's he's that nose is a faucet.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess surgery wouldn't exactly apply to being sniffly, but probably need maybe some. What What's the flu medicine? Tamiflu?
2: Flu-X? Tamiflu, yeah, yeah,
1: something like that. Like something heavy duty.
2: Free ad. Tamiflu, shout out.
1: How many people are chomping at the bit to buy that after this now? I don't know. Um, Presented
2: to you by Tamiflu.
1: <laughs> yeah odd uh, thing clausen i got a i got a question for you yeah
2: i also just Mm -hmm. was thinking about a question steve go ahead no i I would love you to go ahead because i think it's going in the same direction that i would like to go
1: okay so jd's at the doctor's office right and Uh he's really sniffly like really sniffly like very very very
2: sick borderline incapacitated by the sniffles
1: and he's like I can't go home right now. I'm waiting for like the next nurse to come in for my next appointment. And I'm sitting here on this really uncomfortable table. You got the wax paper underneath him. He's not having a fun time. And he goes, I am really, really hungry right now, but I possibly cannot get up to go to the
0: grocery store and get my own food. What the hell can he do to eat? Well, J.D., do I have the solution for you? Instacart. Instacart is an online grocery delivery app that allows you to handpick a variety of fresh foods and products. Forget that ingredient you need to make your famous just watch the socks, or you're sniffly like Julio and you don't want to get up and go to the grocery store. Order it through Instacart. Delivery fast as an hour. You can shop multiple stores. See details in your area that help you save money. Every item is hand selected at the store to fit even the most specific needs. They always handle with care to make sure everything gets to you in one piece. If you haven't start sparked your summer celebration yet, strongly recommend getting on it now. Uh fourth of July is past. We've got the rest of the month of July. You've got the whole month of August. And then depending where you live, you get some part of September. You've got plenty of time to spark this summer celebration. So I suggest getting on it through Instacart. Uh shout out.
2: Patrick. Shout out what?
0: Patrick on Twitter. So <laughs> someone I did someone uh Fenway yesterday wearing an Instacart shirt. I assume Patrick sparked his summer celebration. I assume that random guy in an Instacart t-shirt has as well.
2: So be like Patrick and that random man at Fenway in Spark Some breaking news. Breaking news just across my desk as it sometimes does. Uh, The AL starters ballot as of today, July 8th. Update. Raphael Devers, 59%. Oh, he's chilling. He's cool and better than I will say. Also, Giancarlo Stanton and George Springer tied at twenty one percent for left field. Wow! By far, like the lowest percentage of of any position, AL or NL. Twenty one percent.
1: Oh, I think because there's like five different outfielders, so it's more like diluted.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Crazy.
1: Crazy. Crazy, so yeah, Bayo not a great debut. I'm not gonna sit here, like, like, like. I think he was just amped up first career start. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make a judgment on just his first career start.
2: One game.
1: I'm not gonna make a judgment. One game. I'm not gonna do it.
2: Had some first game jitters. He butterflies. You know,
1: like his fastball. I think it got up to ninety eight. Like,
2: I think that's how fast his his sinker goes too.
1: Oh, I thought they were making a mistake on the scoreboard.
2: No. Are you being serious? I swear to God. No. He throws, like, his sinker is like 98.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, he was basically, like, only throwing sinkers and fastballs. Not a lot of sliders mixed in. Rays kind of beat him up. But, again, I don't really have too much to say about Bayo. Like, just give the kid a little bit of time. Give the little kid a little bit of time. Other than that, I mean – the only other really notable thing was Sal Moro was so, so, so awful. Did you guys see the Red Sox stats picture of where his pitches were?
2: I did not, but I cannot Jared, imagine they were.
1: I'm going to pull this up. Jared hungry. and I, when, when he was done, we, we both were looking at this tweet. We're like, my God, it was all over the place. Not an ounce of accuracy.
2: Some some days Sarmour some, is pretty wild, but some days he's pretty, pretty. How deep. is his ERA under three? Because some days he just comes in Maybe for an not- inning and he just doesn't let up any runs. Hold on, let's see if that. Oh, the quality's unreal. There we go. Oh yeah, nowhere. I th- very small percentage of the pitches are in the strike zone, folks.
1: And that star says you tried. <laughs> so pretty funny, Bayo. I mean, look at this too, this one. I know the listeners can't see. Hold on. It's coming. It's coming. Come
2: on. Neither can we. There we go. In the same boat. Oh, yeah, Bayou.
1: That's a changeup. Yikes.
2: In the in the right side of the batter's box, the, right, the right-handed right batter's box, many of those pitches are. I'm surprised. Did he hit anybody that
1: game? Um, I can't remember. I would not miss like the first three innings. I really I like know. I was there but we were I wasn't like outside
2: Yeah, I don't know. Cannot confirm or, or nor deny if Bayo hit anybody. But Can we he, did lose 7 to 1 and that's bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Life goes on.
1: Life goes on. You lose the series. It is what it is. Next game. You got the Yankees coming into town this weekend. We haven't played them since the opening series. And yesterday, no Judge, no Rizzo. Red Sox lose 6-5. Red Sox lose
2: 6-5. Red Sox lose 6-5. We were back pretty much the entire game, but there was one man, as you were just about to mention, that wanted to win that game.
1: You guys ever feel like there's games where i don't know you lose by two or three runs but you're like man we really could have won that one like it felt closer than it looked last night felt farther than it looked like when it was 6 to 5 i felt like it was like 9 to 5 especially the back end of the of the yankees bullpen excluding arolis chapman this year like you don't even have to throw him into the combo he hasn't been that good but let me see if I can pull up who – yeah, you go Peralta, King, and then Clay Holmes, who has come out of nowhere and been like the best closer in baseball this year. You're not going to do much against those guys. Garrett Cole, he got shelled by Devers. Klaus and I was bummed we couldn't use that meme. Hmm? I was bummed we couldn't use the spider attack meme
0: last night. Yeah, no, I was I was looking forward to it. I kind of forgot about it until they were down five to nothing.
2: I think it's a good meme, but semi played out <laughs> at this point. Semi played out. A little bit. You'd say that Cole had a bad start versus the Red Sox. Garrett Cole had a bad start versus Raphael Devers. He,
0: he did. I, I mean, was I was looking at his numbers last night against Rafi. Or Rafi's numbers against Cole, rather. He's mm-hmm. only hitting like two forty with five yeah. hits. But four of those hits are home runs. Well,
2: that was prior to last night, I think, because I was listening to the broadcast and I'm pretty sure that they had mentioned the home run thing, and now he's up to six home runs against Gary Cole. It's
1: a lot of home runs.
2: And then because Eck would be like, you know, you're a lot of five bombs against a one guy, but you do it, you know, and maybe 60 at-bats, not 28 or whatever Devers had versus Cole. I was like, you know how Eck likes to roast, but he doesn't always just, like, say you're bad. He just, like, hits you with some facts. Yeah. That's, that's what it felt like. I feel like Eck is not a Garrett Cole fan.
1: For sure not. Well, I mean, Cole's, like, start overall, six innings, five hits. When you don't look at the runs, like, it, it's an okay start, but Devers just owned him. Winkowski, not great, gives up the grand slam. To the two of
2: And... And what? I said to the bringer of rain.
1: The bringer of rain. The bringer of rain. But the bullpen was great last night. Only gave up one hit in the four innings. I mean, Austin Davis, oh, we gotta keep we gotta slide him into some more like high leverage roles, in my opinion. He's been so good this year. Two two one six era. Because right now you're looking at like you're looking at Halken big innings and you're looking at Strom. And you're looking at, uh, like, who who else are you really?
2: high leverage situations? Yeah, like. Well, isn't it statistically the case that Mora gets put in, like, the worst situations, like, ever for the team? He does.
1: That was a little while ago. That was,
2: like, a month ago. Yeah, but... where it'd be, like, bases loaded with no outs, and core would be like, all right, good luck, sawman. <laughs> Hope you come out of this one unscathed. he's he does sometimes, but sometimes he doesn't. Um,
1: obviously, like Whitlock when he's healthy. Uh, John Schreiber, of course. He's so flown under the radar this year. But we lost a reliever this week. Lost one. He's gone. Are you talk- what are you John talking about? Trevor.
2: Hansel Robles. Oh, DFA'd. yes. Yes.
1: Hansel Robles, DFA'd yes. the Game 2 performance against the Tampa Bay Rays was the icing on top of the cake. He's
2: I don't think that would happen.
1: I wasn't expecting it too, And I, I don't know if you guys saw, Cotillo tweeted something after the game saying that at the end of April, he was working on a story where he had interviewed Robles. He had interviewed either high or Alex Cora saying how, Robles had been the most improved bullpen pitcher in the league this year. And he said, I'm going to sit on this for a few days, and then I'm going to push it out. And he sat on it for a few days. and That was the exact moment where Robles just started to implode. Because the first month of the season, he was great. And we talked about him being the closer and this and that. But, you know, another two walks, gave up a hit and a run on – Tuesday and that's gonna that's gonna do it for him I mean his last seven games five innings era of 16.2 a whip of 3.4 his last 15 games 8.78 earned run average so he he's well deserved we'll see if he gets cleaned I mean he didn't give up a run one two three four five six seven eight he didn't give up a Run his first eight appearances, and then from there on, it was a steady
2: decline down. Who who would have guessed? Who would have thought?
1: Who would have thought? I mean, when he he got hurt at the end of May, he was still doing well. A two six five in how many innings had he pitched? Seventeen innings, and then the month of June was not kind to him and so were neither were his two appearances in July. So we'll see if he gets claimed. Maybe someone will take a, a flyer on him. I bet he will.
2: I have a feeling he will.
1: Maybe I, 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 I have a feeling too. If, if he doesn't, he'll probably just ask for
2: his release. Yeah. And then try and go somewhere else anyway, but uh, maybe he'll go join, you know, his former teammate in Baltimore. In yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not.
1: Maybe Aruz just got called up, I saw. Maybe. Yeah. Orioles? So he might have they're not that bad. No, they're not.
2: They're not that bad.
1: I think they had like the third or fourth best record in the month of June in the AL. Yeah. Aru's, I think he, yeah, he's 23 at bats for the Orioles this year. He's hitting 174 with one home run. OPS of 513. I don't miss him.
2: I didn't think we would.
1: His OPS plus this year is negative one. I didn't even know you could go below zero.
2: I don't know how that's possible either.
1: <laughs> I thought it was just like a scale of like 100. Uh, for people who don't know, 100 is for the average baseball player and Arauz is in the negatives. Never heard of that.
2: Not surprised. I guess if there was anybody in the league that would have a negative OPS plus.
1: So anyways, yeah, you lose the series, and now you're kind of just, you're left questioning. You got Seabold tonight, you got Pavetta on Sunday, and I guess maybe Cutter on Saturday.
2: Are we worried? Are we worried? About Um, the entire state of the Sox. About the state
1: of the Sox, because here's the deal. I don't think we're we're not catching the Yankees this year.
2: Oh, hot take. Yeah. (laughs) Clausen has something pressing. Clausen,
0: are you worried? Um, I'm less worried about the Red Sox because there's bigger news on the table. Breaking news: uh, the former prime minister of Japan just got assassinated. Wow. Former? <laughs> huh? Former? Former. Wow. Wow. I on. didn't think people still got assassinated these days. Oh, I can think of somebody who needs to be assassinated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Take a quick turn.
2: It's not um, a baseball player. It solves a lot of the world's problems, but I digress. Why did he get assassinated? If he's the former prime minister, people probably didn't like him. I guess if you're being assassinated, if there's attempts on your life, I I would think that somebody does not like you.
0: That would be my guess. So, uh, how is this
2: going to affect Japan's? political landscape
0: uh i do not unfortunately have a phd in japanese politics or government so i don't know but i assume there's going to be some people in japan who are pretty shaken up by this
2: can you tell us his name so we can properly respect the demise shinzo abe i doubt it's abe but yeah it's spelled (laughs) (laughs) a-b-e No laughing matter. RIP. That's, I mean. that's crazy. I don't know if he was a good guy or a bad guy. I don't know if this is like a bin Laden situation where like people are celebrating
0: or what. But all
2: right. I don't know. I, that's, I think you guys really, like, like, you ever I like would have known about
0: him if he was that bad.
2: I didn't mean like, you know, literally, but maybe to the people of Japan he was. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You guys ever seen that clip of John Cena at like WWE Raw or whatever? And he announces that, um, bin laden got assassinated
1: yeah that was that was big
2: that's i've never seen more electricity produced by the announcement of a person's death like, i mean
1: he was the reason behind no this i, I know i'm saying attack that it's, of our country
2: i'm saying you have to be such a terrible individual to get cheers from yep. your death and i just am curious whether or not the form abe's
0: Steve that kind of guy they've uh they've already moved off of the segment so I'm gonna guess that he wasn't like that big of a deal if they're they're now talking about other things it was just like by the way Shinzu Abe yeah. got, got today
2: oh well, well, I guess we'll stay tuned till next week to find out the uh repercussions that this has on the landscape of the entire world not just Japan I don't even know what we were talking about before no, class. I just I brought I that, that up.
1: <laughs> um,
0: I literally have no idea. What what you're talking um, about. Who are we talking about?
1: What were we talking about?
0: Because I was going to go on my one soliloquy. Of oh, one I video. said,
1: oh, "Are we nervous about the team?"
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, side comment. Whoa.
2: Did you just to a sidebar? The sidebar.
0: A couple comments. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Number one, um Carter Crawford is much more favorable in my eyes. His walkout music is fantastic.
1: Uh, drop just a free say, ad. Drop a free ad for the song.
0: You gotta go, you gotta go experience it. You what can't just it? listen to the song.
2: I what is it? Hold on.
0: I could just look it up. Can we play and it right like it. A quick... You could try. It's can
2: gonna be like when Are I would download it? MP4s off of LimeWire in like the sixth grade like sweet ringtone
1: are we gonna get copyright struck for this
2: Uh, the MLB has not seized our intro yet so I doubt it
0: like it just makes you want to run from the bullpen to the mound
1: I don't even think that's like his main part. Like I don't know. Just classic Wayne. A I feel like I'd spin.
2: respect Cutter more if he was like a bullpen sprinter. It's like you know how you're supposed to give it like a good, like a good you,
0: effort job. Oh, you missed
1: that last episode, yeah. Steve. What? We talked John, a lot about that.
0: A John Schreiber sprinter. is a bullpen sprinter.
2: Yeah. If I'm about to step in the batter's box versus a reliever, and they. Go give a 100% sprint in versus, you know, uh, a medium jog. I'll definitely be more intimidated.
1: JT Uriel Moto is not a big fan of that, though.
2: He doesn't like the sprinting in.
1: You remember that video where one of the guys was sprinting in? He, like, put his hand on his face and, like, shook his head.
2: Yeah, I do, actually. That was, like, his teammate, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think so. I'm well, a maybe ba- it was
2: just because who was sprinting in and not I'm necessarily ba- the sprint.
1: I'll be honest. I'm very judgy, especially we've seen a lot of new guys debut for the team this year. Or like, you know, they're very young. I'm very judgy on like, all right, are you do you do you have it going on based on your walk-up song? Like Jaron Duran, he's got some good ones. He had what's the song called? Snap your fingers by Lil John.
2: I don't know. I'm not very well versed on this, I'm not gonna lie.
1: Okay. Well, he had snap your fingers. He's got some like meek or uh, what's his name? Uh, rest oh, Mac Miller, rest in peace. Irp, Re, uh, remix right now. Like Jeter Downs had, uh, was it Forever, something like that by Drake. JD's got hustlin
2: do you Classic. Then. Sanders has got a, little,
1: a little, little baby. Volver volver, great song. Yeah.
2: Who is the best? Who is the best one? I would say it's I, I feel think like Verdugo. it it brings the most life.
1: I like ah uh, duran's are pretty good i'm not gonna lie also out of the pen this is the biggest loss with Robles. he had the undertaker theme song when he would come out and it was electric
2: that is electric like with do like you,
1: the, the gongs like boom <laughs> i
2: was like do you remember hanley's like right before he what did we dfa hanley or just out yeah, release i don't remember but do you remember what it was no, I don't. It was like take on me, and everybody did.
1: Oh, like, yeah, the high
2: notes in yeah. the uh, stadium. That's always electric when people. That, do that. That's a that's an odd matchup. Mookie had
1: my favorite walk up song of all time. I love my city.
2: Yep, he, apparently not that much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Alex Core impact player of the week. Can I get my comments on the team? Oh yeah. yeah, We're still, we're still doing this. Go ahead. (laughs) I got something to say now too. (laughs) We, we started talking, someone brought it up. They said, let's talk about our concern with the team. And then the prime minister, the former prime minister of Japan got shot. You say that as if it wasn't you who just derailed (laughs) this conversation. And then we started talking about, I don't know who started this. I don't know. We started talking about 9-11. And then we started talking about. We did not talk
1: about 9-11.
0: We did indirectly i guess um i said in episode 92 the red sox they don't have to win these series they just got to stay competitive and uh so far they've lost and not been competitive in these series so kind of in the uh in the wrong direction of what i was hoping i was giving them a pretty pretty big leash i gave them about a half a mile and they took five and oh uh yeah so i don't know going to the all-star break switch things up You'll be fine. You're still in good you're still in a good spot. You're still what third in the division? Yeah, still in a still wild card spot. Half a game back fun. from Tampa.
1: Half a game Both. back of Tampa. You're a half game up on Toronto right now.
2: You're three and you're seven in your last ten.
1: That's not great. The Mariners are still three back at Toronto. So you're three and a half on them. You're three and a half on Cleveland as well. And then you're five up on Chicago. And you know, Baltimore is five and a half back. I'm not exactly too worried about them, although they haven't playing well. Five five in a row. But the Red Sox just have to keep pace here, and hopefully it will be okay. Seattle's been sneaky, sneaky, like good. Like they're back to 500 again. Five winners of five in a row, eight and two in their last ten. The Red Sox are going to be okay. They're going to be okay.
2: They're going to be okay. I'm worried. Not that worried. I'm worried. You're worried? A little bit.
1: I'm worried that the only thing I'm worried about, which I guess is is a big worry, but it's not – affecting me that much we have so many games left against the yankees like i think i saw going into yesterday 20 percent of our schedule was yankees we still got a lot of series against i think we got three more against the rays i mean next week is a carbon copy to basically of our schedule we got four against tampa and three against new york playing in the AL hurt. East
2: is hard playing in the al east is hard it's very hard it's hard very hard do we have a good record Against teams above 500?
0: Mm, that's a good
2: question. I don't think we do. But I don't have the stat off the top of my head, so we'll pretend that we do.
1: Fake news, gone bridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the Red Sox are like 180 and like twelve right now.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, those numbers like, don't really add up. Are we Are going to do the uh, Alex Cora and Pep player of the
1: week? We can do it. I'm trying to find that stack because I know you can find it somewhere.
2: Yes, you can. You can indeed. Go ahead. I mean, are we doing just for the past three games?
1: Yeah, I guess it's the Alex Cora player of, of half of the week.
2: Of the last two games against the Rays in the first game of a four-game set against the Yankees. Somebody can acronymize, acronymize that for us.
1: How is it the Alex Cora impact player of the first three of, game, or of the, last of the last two last games two against games. the Rays
2: and the first and, game? I got a four game set against the Yankees. Hold on.
1: You go, you keep going.
2: Alex Cora impact player of the last two games against the Rays and the first game of a four game set against the Yankees. Uh but anyway, I guess I mean they're pretty shite games. Rafael Devers hit two home runs last night against Garrett Cole, though, so give it to him. But I'm only going to give him, like, a .5 because we still lost.
1: I got the acronym for you. It's the A-C-I-P-O-T-L-T-G-A-T-R-A-T-F-G-I-A-F-G-S-A-T-Y.
0: Can that be the title of the episode? (laughs) I I think we had a stroke.
1: (laughs) Like, fell on the keyboard?
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, Gardner clearly had a heart attack and fell on his laptop. But luckily enough, he also published it, so.
1: How many letters? (laughs) Yeah, I I typed out the whole description, (laughs) okay? Like, everything else, all the tags, good, uploaded.
2: Only thing left to do is title this bad boy (laughs) and send it out. Hits 27 letters and then also hits enter.
1: It's the Alex Cora Impact player of the last game against the Rays in the first game in a four-game series against the Yankees of the week.
2: I don't. I don't know why you would add of the week after like after that because <laughs> yeah, of, completely. Because it's a score impact player of. And you said of twice.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll make. I'm gonna make a graphic today, and I'll slap a new title on the top of it.
2: You're either gonna have to make the font like really small or the graphic really small. One of them has to be really small because there's like a full alphabet I'm knowledge.
1: just gonna like make it look really goofy at the top, like really okay. unofficial.
2: Who is your? Who is your pick for that? That whole. My pick
1: for the Alex score Impact Player of the Week.
2: Nope. Not the. Oh,
1: my pick for the. I'm not gonna say it again. People are gonna get annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> my pick for the ACIP ACIPOTLTGATRATFGIAFGSATY is. Hmm. Christian Vasquez I'm gonna give it to Christian Vasquez man flies under the radar he gets moved all over the lineup he was hitting fifth one game he was hitting second another game he actually didn't play last night because he had caught so many games in a row he gets hit in the head he's an iron man people don't like to talk about it he's hitting like 290 clutch home runs only he's not the not the like flashiest player on the diamond he gets it done
0: I'm gonna give Vasquez just like a gritty point four six.
2: A gritty point four six.
0: Steve. That's great. We also made the executive decision to start moving the AC, I whatever.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, the scale. Yeah. Down a little bit. Yeah, we still we've been, are giving, out, been giving out a lot of a lot of point nines lately. You have we? I feel like we have.
2: I feel like you have. I don't know if I go 0.9 a lot. I think I was living in the 0.8 range for a little while, but we were. I, I think we were doing good for a, a little while there. Fair but, enough. you know, we can re, readjust how the scale works. Maybe we are too generous. But I did just give Raphael Devers a 0.5 after he hit two home runs last night. So,
0: what's um, see now, Claussen? As bad as the Red Sox have been. And as unfortunate some of these injuries are, um, I'm gonna give the former prime the former prime minister of Japan is having a worse week than all of us. So I'm gonna give him a zero. <laughs> rip. Okay. All
1: right. Now I can't make that into a graphic. So you Why wanna not? make another pick? Because I'm not putting a dead guy on the graphic and giving him just a just do like
2: R I P zero.
1: No, I'm not doing that. Why just not? You can't even know. don't R.I.P. put his name,
2: just do like a gravestone rip. His score is rip. Yeah. If you, that'd be like, if you know, you know, hashtag rip zero. Okay. We can do that.
0: (coughs) Got some questions this week.
2: From who? Steve, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> questions this week coming from matt <laughs> questions from matt this first one comes in from matt
1: this is our segment called question with uh questions from matt and this first question actually does come in from matt and matt asks what's the worst airport you've ever been
2: to um when i left cancun for spring break i was in the i don't know i don't know where it was specifically might have been in cancun as well probably was it's called Cancun International Airport. I I was in there for so long. It was so bad. And I was using cash all trip. But all of a sudden, I had forgotten that I didn't call my bank. And was like, I'm going to a different country. So don't <laughs> detect fraud when I try and buy something. So I tried to buy just an egregiously priced sub for lunch. It was Hold like on. $18.
0: Yeah, I was
1: going to say. When I was in Wyoming last summer... I got like a, I think it was like $17, 18 chicken Caesar wrap. like yeah. Awful. It was
2: like 18 bucks, and then my car got declined. And I, so I like was like, do I have just $0 in my bank account? I doubt it. But like I had like some money in my Venmo. So I instant transferred it, which fun fact is not really super instant. Sometimes it can take a little while, take a f- like a couple hours. So like we try it now. And the girl was like, no, nah, it still's not, still isn't working. I was like, okay. And she was like, I can try this this cash register. I was like, sure, give it a go. And she was like, nah, still got declined. So then I had to call Johnny, my roommate, and be like, can you come pay for this food for me so I don't get put in Mexican jail because they already are making it. And he came and uh, paid for my food, but I Venmo'd him, so I was okay. So yeah, Cancun International. Dude, that was also like $6 for a bottle of water, but I would have died if I didn't have it. Hmm.
1: I'll probably just say any of the New York airports, especially LaGuardia. They're, they're run down. Not very nice.
2: Oh, something's run down in New York?
0: Yeah, I know. Shocker. Wow. Clausen? Um, the Denver airport. What? What? I love that airport.
2: It's very haunted, strict man.
0: security. Denver uh, Airport has is haunted. You guys
2: know yeah, that
1: they have like aliens underneath it.
2: Yeah, and that horse killed its owner or its maker. Yeah, the horse statue. Horse that, comes alive like, at like, night. It's like isn't it? Isn't it literally called like Lucifer? Uh, or, no, it's called Lucifer because its eyes glow blue. <laughs> I swear That's to God,
1: very creepy. Yeah, yeah. I've one was I I was last in the Denver Airport at some point, but I've always thought that airport was nice.
2: There's, I hear there's like really creepy paintings in there. I hear there's like strict security too.
0: There is strict security. Too strict for Clausen's <laughs> taste. Too strict for my taste. I, they got a little handsy with me in TSA. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on.
1: Speaking of getting handsy, I got the full rub down security thing at Fenway. Uh, with Jared? I didn't walk in with him. But yeah, Wednesday. I've never had that happen because I always just like, I don't bring – like, I just bring my phone and my wallet and sometimes my AirPods. And so I just hold them in my hands. I walk through. Never an issue. I walk through. A guy stopped me and goes, buddy, going to need you to go over there. I was like, okay. I, like, didn't know. My, my belt set, set something off. Take your pants I go off. over there. guy goes, put your hands out. I, like, put them out to the side. Goes, like, full on under the armpits, this and that. He goes, lift up your shirt. <laughs> like, I, like, fully lift up my shirt. He's, like, going around my waistband and then, like, he was getting – he was getting like upper, upper thighs, Like he was, he was up there. He was all over me. And then he like, he gave me like a, a pat on the, like the finishing touch pat, like tap on the ass. Like you're good to go. <laughs> I was like, all right. I really just got
2: violated here, but go um, socks. <laughs> Did it check the old prison wallet while he was at it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, actually not <laughs> I see what you mean. No, he did not. But, uh, that's, that's uncomfortable. I've I feel like that would, that would have ruined my day.
1: Like, I was... My, my shorts were, like, very tight-fitting on my legs. So I'm like, obviously, there's nothing in here. Like, so.
0: see, I had a similar situation. I'm sure I've told you guys this story, but I'll tell the, tell the listeners. So we're going through... And we had bought, like, sandwiches to, like, eat instead of paying for, like, shitty airport food. And we, like, put the bag through. And they have to unwrap every sandwich to make sure it's not, like cocaine or a bomb yeah, or something a like cocaine that sandwich <laughs> just a hollowed out loaf of bread yeah, no yeah exactly um they gotta like open it and everything like that like, it was your like, pieces of bread with like a huge plastic bag in
1: between
0: <laughs> just shuffling a deck of cards <laughs> a just stick a bomb between two pieces of bread and hope it works jesus christ uh-huh. no wonder why and, you just said that security was too tight and then i go through like you know those like big pods that like you have to go and like put your hands up and it like scans you yeah mm-hmm. so i go through that and the guys like they like pull me out, and they're like, "Yeah, come here," and they like show me the screen. And I know like...
1: exactly what you're gonna say.
0: So, uh, I assume this is how it works. So there's like the the level of like threat is based on like how dark red the color is. Yeah. So mine was like a a deep orange, and it's it's right around right around the jewels. <laughs> so he didn't even pull me into another room or anything, but he just starts like. <laughs> Going around the waist, like inside the waistband, like up and down my leg, like all that kind of stuff. Wait, it was did close. he go like, wait, hold on. I'm going to stand up. Did he go like
1: in here to the waistband or up?
0: He went like here. Did he put his hand inside your pants. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, like kind of, yeah. Okay. I honestly, at a certain point of being rubbed down, I would be, I would rather just be like, let's just go into a stall and I'll just flash you real quick. Like, don't touch me. Like, you want to look, look. Uh, you're not feeling me up. You can look, but don't touch.
1: Clausen, I've, I've flew with you once. We're going to have to fly again pretty soon. Yeah. Doesn't that happen every single time? Like, most times that I go through airports and Fenway security, I get stopped. No, but I remember when we flew to Chicago. You got stopped because you had a box around your jewels too. No, What's I didn't.
2: wrong down there? Are you okay? I, I, I don't know. Do I, you perform self-examinations weekly? <laughs> Maybe you should start.
1: But anyways, Clawson's least favorite airport is Denver.
0: Because he got they, they everything. And like to be fair, <laughs> the paper that the sandwiches were wrapped in like looked like a bomb. <laughs> to <be too> <laughs> it's with the UN bombs. Or like, or like cocaine or something All like right. that. Second question comes in Wait. from Matt.
1: He
2: said, what's the worst food poisoning you've ever had? How did they confirm that you were safe? What do you mean? Did they just like, they just decided that their their rubdown was enough? And they sent you on their right? way? Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. I guess, What's yeah. the
1: worst food poisoning <laughs> you've ever had?
2: Uh, you guys know how like there's there's big mansions in Rhode Island somewhere. I forget where they are. Yeah, like Newport. They're, yeah, they're like really old big mansions. When I was like eight, I was in vacation on vacation down there. Is like sometimes for some reason my family slash parents thought it was a good vacation just go look at old mansions where like plantations essentially. But we went out to eat at this really sketchy diner. I got some Dino Nuggets. I specifically remember them being like not crispy. So maybe they were undercooked in hindsight. And then I got food poisoning from that as an eight-year-old and we had, I had to go somewhere and my parents were like, all right, what do we do? The only place was around was one of those mansions. So we went up and we we're like, can, is your, can we use the bathroom like there? And they were like, no, it's only for people on the tour. And then my dad was like, we have a tour pass. Get us on the tour. Where's the tour? And then they were like, you got to catch up it's like to the tour. But we didn't. We just like walked into the house and like found a bathroom. Then that was it. So shout out to that, those Dino Nuggets. Not always good.
1: I got food poisoning at a diner, too.
2: Yeah. Not it good. Turns
1: out you shouldn't order seafood at a diner.
2: Depends where. I feel Learned like. that
1: the hard way. Well, it was in Connecticut, so. Probably not the best spot. Got clam strips and was sick for a couple days. A couple that was your days, first problem
0: done. getting clam strips. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, I, I, re- I realized where the problem lies here. I fully realize it. Never had food poisoning, Klaus- knock on wood. I don't believe it.
0: Um, do you got any notes for us? <laughs> anything that think? i had to say has been taken over by the big news of the day rest in peace <laughs> abe you know what they called him
2: um, call him honest abe
0: should i start a go a me
2: we move on from this It's actually the biggest uh abe assassination in, in history move over lincoln because this is this is bigger
0: um We'll do a round table real quick. Go around the circle. How do you think this is going to affect Japan? Steve, go first.
2: Uh, poorly. I think that this is going to send them back 30 years. Welcome to 1992, Japan.
0: want to say not positively. <laughs> I'm going to say this is going to be a wake-up call for the Japanese people. <laughs> okay <laughs> in, in what way i don't know all right maybe they should maybe they should tighten up their security maybe that's what it'll do maybe maybe they'll take after the denver airport and protect their prime ministers a little bit better
2: we have to take this episode down after learning who slash what this person did in like two days
0: yeah i don't know anything about this guy me neither anyway uh
2: i have bef- something are we just going to close up the night now is that what we're going uh,
1: Make baseball fun. I really don't have much. I don't either. Yeah, we can close out the ninth.
2: A longer closing at the ninth. If you recall, Andrew Gardner believes that Jeter Downs will never see an M- the, uh, the Boston Red Sox MLB field again. Now, since he's been sent down to Worcester, Jeter Downs has had the hottest streak of his career. It's only an eight-game streak, but it is pretty ridiculously red hot. He is hitting 429. I assume these slashes are on base and slugging. So 429 average, 543 on base, and a 964 slugging. So if you do the math, that's like a 1500 OPS. With four home runs, four walks, five strikeouts, and five steals. Peter Downs, is he the? Where am? What I'm getting at is, do you think that this? What is the value? How do how do organizations value Downs? Do we think he's good? Do other people think he's good? If we traded him, would we get anything? I have no idea. I think I think
1: at this point, what you're looking at, if you're looking at either a starting pitcher or a reliever at this point, I don't know what Heinblum is more. looking for I would hope really either of them right now with all the injuries I would think you package Jeter Downs with like like a mid like a top 15 to 25 low level prospect
2: do you think would a package of Downs and Bob get anything
1: maybe like a bag of chips you think you could get Josh Bell for that no, no, I don't think so. I don't know. You know what I'm nervous about, quite honestly. What? That we're gonna see like Nathan Hickey traded. That'd be tragic. Like one
2: of the guys on the show.
1: Like I, I don't. I want to see. I want to see everybody who's been on the show up on the Red Sox at some point.
2: Me too. Me too, man.
1: Because I think that's the type of like. That that's like the the range that we could see like a player get packaged for. Like someone in like single A who's like a I mean, he's like a top 15 25 prospect. I basically just like described him.
2: Yeah, I did. Are you I don't know, bad omen, bad jinx right there. No, it's a good jinx because I well, I don't know. Reverse jinx. I don't know how it works anymore.
1: I don't think they're gonna they're gonna hold on to him. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I
2: presume may happen. What if if we get swept by the Yankees, right? Let me look at the the schedule real quick. We get swept by the Yankees in the next three games, and then have a subpar run into the all-star break. Like say we, we, we go two of the last seven. Do you just bail on the season? No. Hell no! <laughs> you get you get swept by the Yankees. Hell so no! Essentially, essentially, you go two and two for your last ten, but you're also three of your last ten right now. So you go five in your last twenty-five. You're five and in, in in twenty, you just bail,
1: sell. No, 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 no. because teams like Cleveland and Seattle and. Maybe the White Sox, I don't know, are going to be looking to improve. They're going to be looking to buy. There are a lot of teams that I can see buying now. It's going to be a different market now that there's an extra wild card. Yeah. And I think teams are going to have to give up more for less in terms of, like, you're going to have to give up more prospects for a guy who might not make as big of an impact. like A guy like Frankie Montas on Oakland someone's going to give up the bag for him. It's true. Like I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know if he's he's going to go to a contender, maybe a team like I don't know, like the Mets or the Braves or even like I don't think the Twins would be fully on on him, but the Brewers, someone like that, the Padres, like they're going to they're going to have to give up some some good prospects. And I think even a guy like Josh Bell who in years past You kind of look like you look at kind of like, I don't know who we've acquired at the deadline in the past, but like Eduardo Nunez, Ian Kinsler, Aaron Hill, Brad Ziegler. Like we didn't give up a ton for those guys, but I think a guy like Josh Bell now who you're like, oh, this guy's not like a long-term option, but he's going to play in nicely here for the rest of the year. And maybe next year, like we're going to have to give up more than I think
2: we're used to. All right. So we're not going to bail. I don't think that would happen. I hope it. God doesn't. forbid. Knock on wood. But I guess that just means there'd be no situation, no no possible scenario where we would bail on the season. All
0: right. we'll see.
2: I like it. Awesome.
0: All I'm gonna say is talk about this this guy from Japan, and I know you guys don't want to hear it anymore. So I got nothing to say. Go socks. Hell yeah! Uh, I got. I'm going to make this super quick. I was just going to say Franchi is really, really
1: bad at first base. I think the last week or so we've seen cool. it. Yeah. Like last night he missed a pop-up. I can't remember if it was – I think it was in the Tuesday game. Trevor Story like went to his right. Like it was kind of a weird play. Tried to throw it to Franchi. Franchi like just straight up dropped it. Like it was a lob. And he just like dropped it at first. We saw a couple things in the Chicago series – it's starting to show that Franchi is just not quite fit at first. And Bob, Bob's a good defensive first baseman. Like, he makes those scoops, makes those picks. Franchi also just, like, you can just see it. He does not have that, like, range and stretch when he's going to pick balls. So, I like Franchi a lot, and I like him in right field. What I'm proposing is we need just, like, a better hitting first baseman. and I already mentioned who I want the Red Sox to go out and get. Josh Bell. Go make it happen. Move Franchi to right more so than Jackie. Because right now, this is what I want the Red Sox lineup to look like post-All-Star break. I want Vasquez. I want Bell. I want Story, Xander. And I want Devers. And left to right, I want Verdugo. I want Duran. And I want Franchi.
2: I like it. I want
1: Bob. I want Bob. I want Jackie. And I want Kike. Far, far away from... The batter's box. What do you want Kike away? Kike's, Kike's had a terrible Kike's season. Kike's had a horrible year. He's not going to be back next year. He's – and I've said this before. I'm not going to keep beating a dead horse, but Kike kind of had a career, career year last year, and we kind of lost sight of, like, who what, – what kind of a career he had with L.A. Like, he was a role player there.
2: Utility guy.
1: Yeah. Brock so Right. And Brock even had better years than Kike.
2: Well, Kike was prime Babe Ruth for up the playoffs.
1: Playoffs, huh? he was great. He was great. He Listen, he did his thing, but long-term, Kike is not, not going to be on this team next year.
2: I agree. I agree.
1: All right. Well, listen. We'll be back at Fenway tonight for game two of the Yankees series. Connor Seabold on the hill against Nestor Cortez. Should I, should I get some patented bullpen video? Oh. Cool. I feel like you got, got it. it. I got to. All right, we'll see what I can do. Hopefully, the Red Sox figure this out, and then we'll be back after or sometime between that Tampa Bay series next week on the road. But if you enjoyed what you listened to, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gombridge Podcast and Twitter at Gombridge. Don't forget to subscribe to our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Stitcher. And we will be back next week with episode 94.
0: See ya!